the call to order? Sure. Okay. Um, all right, no one from the public is here, so we can start with the consideration of the September 8th minutes. I'll move approval of the September 8th, 2018 minutes. I will second that. That was Julie moved and Andrea seconded. Okay. I did print out a couple extra of the agenda. Does anybody need a written copy? Yeah. Anybody else? You pretty well. I did. I like paper, but then I like to look at it on the computer. Okay. Sounds good. Well, the next um, agenda item is approving the airport mural RFQ. And this has come quite a long way since I think you last saw it months and months ago. Um, we've worked with, primarily, we've worked with. Um, the airport commission in um, putting this together um, since it's basically their project and um, I think I mentioned last time that they wanted to use uh, uh, $100 of their budget for this to get some input from Thomas Agron who's a local muralist and um, Thomas went out and visited the site with couple of their committee members and I was there and um, came back with some some really good points about things to include in the request for qualifications ways it might be um, more it might more effectively get the kind of uh, art that um, they were looking for and also um, some technical uh, pointers about the type of uh, paint um, that is best for this kind of uh, project as well as how the surface should be prepared so um, if somebody didn't know they wouldn't necessarily know that um, a, a surface like that because it's been painted for some time at the airport does need to be power washed and so we're going to make sure that an artist uh, includes that in their budget or if they don't then uh, they most likely won't be selected um, Thomas also suggested that um, we try and um, tell the story a little bit about the kind of mural we want. And so that's why we went into quite a bit of detail about the uh, airport in Iowa City because the airport commission is interested in seeking um, artists who could um, play up the history of the airport and uh, and or the history of aviation and so um, we did a little research into that and those uh, that's included in the first few paragraphs with also references to other places to to find this so uh, find this information um, then we provided this detail about the hangar wall site um, so that uh, artists would begin to see and, and figure out how complicated it is, beginning with the fact that they can't just walk up and start painting. They've got to get permission from the airport manager, et cetera. And also considering that um, planes in these hangars um, are privately owned and um, that there'll need to be some coordination with the airport manager about when what sections of doors can be um, uh, used or you know painted at any given time 
um, because a pilot may want to come in and out of the, the door being worked on. So all that will have to be coordinated. And if a plane isn't going to have to move out, then the artist would have to um, ensure that that plane would not be um, subject to any overspray that might happen if it was a spray painted job. So a lot of details like that Thomas helped us cover. Um, and then regarding the budget, you know that we, um, the Public Art Advisory Committee, had budgeted $8,000 for this, knowing that they were going to have to raise money. And um, sure enough, they have had um, confidence in donors indicating that they could have a total budget of $40,000 on this if needed, which was the high end of Thomas Agron's budget um, estimation depending on you know the compli complicatedness if that's a word of the of the art that was painted so the um, on page seven of the packet the 38,400 uh, reflected there um, is is actually what the artist would get it's forty thousand dollars minus the hundred we paid for Thomas for um, consulting minus uh, three five hundred dollar stipends which um, would would be uh, this is another part of the process um, given to three shortlisted artists um, shortlisted from the RFQ that comes in uh, the airport commission will will we'll take the applications in the airport commission will review those at their I think it's December 8th meeting um, select three three artists from the shortlist and give them a month to come up with a more defined concept, not design the whole thing, but come up with a concept for which each of those artists would be paid $500. Um, then at the January uh, uh, airport commission meeting, the, um, the one, they'll select the one that they want to go with and the images that that artist had come up with for the $500 dollars will be those that they use in in marketing and um, trying to get more donors interested in the in the project um, <clears throat> so a lot of thoughts gone into the timing of this and what happens when and um, we were glad to to hear of the confidence they had in reaching that forty thousand um, dollar mark um, so then we've outlined the review uh, process and, and talked about um, what is going to make a high quality response for the RFQs. Um, understanding the project goals is a big one. The airport commission wants some aviation history um, and references to um, Iowa City's aviation on the wall. Um, they want to know that the artist has had experience doing public art projects and hear something about how they've uh, worked to achieve the goals of an entity that they were working for in doing so. Um, and then this was especially important, uh, a demonstrated ability and willingness to work with the donors for inclusion of additional elements. And this is the part that um, was the most tricky because the airport commission members um, know that some of the pilots and the people who, you know, have a uh, who are stakeholders in the in the airport would be interested in funding, uh, providing some funding for this mural if uh, they could have some recognition. 
And so we've worked out what that recognition could be. It could be an image of their plane, for example, uh, or an image of something else that was deemed appropriate by the commission, not advertising, not you know, fly with my charter service or anything like that. Um, but it's a way of, uh, of gaining donations for that. And it's especially important that the artists will be open-minded and willing to work with those, with those folks there. Um, that's pretty much all of it. Um, the airport commission, I'm sure, um, will want to have at least one member of the um, public art advisory committee um, serving with them in, in their meetings. And so I thought I would take a, uh, not a poll, but find out if anybody on this committee was interested in, in uh, working with them. They meet on the first Thursday, no, second Thursday, sorry, of every month, same day we do next week, that is. Uh, we're not off schedule. Um, so if you have an interest, let me know and and uh, we can go from there. What time? Uh, they meet at five o'clock. <clears throat> yeah. Is it here? No, it's down at the airport. They have a meeting room up there. Oh, that looks like a fun spot. I've not been in it, but it looks like a fun spot for me. It's really beautiful in that meeting room, yeah. And I may have misspoken. It's either five or six o'clock. I think I actually had to wait till six to go. So let me know if you're interested. I, yeah. It's six, I'd be interested in going. Okay, Jeremy, anybody else have an interested interest in this? <clears throat> Maybe. I kind of want to that concert. <laughs> 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 I've been in that building, but yeah, I like the airport building. Can we just get a tour of the conference? Yeah. Well, maybe what we should. We can meet there, right? And oh, that'd be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, they. I finally went last week for one of our movies, and I was like, I don't kind of want to go upstairs and poke around. First Thursday, so November 3rd. So this no, it's the week after the meeting, November 10th, right? November 10th. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for it on the calendar. It's the week after our meetings? Yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. I missed it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so the rest of it really goes through the, um, the timeline on this with um, prep work beginning May 1st and painting through the summer. Um, and completion in, in hopes of having it completed by um, September 30th. And there you have it. Um, we'll have an application and that's been t tweaked to, you know, sort of get at all of these little details that, that we're looking for through um, a statement of interest um, and uploaded materials that would come in on that application. I just think it's a really good document for this project. It's, I, I love all the historic, the information that sets the stage. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, it made a lot of sense. And Thomas was just invaluable in helping with that and provided a couple of uh, samples that he thought were good. Um, Can I just came from him? 
the example images? Uh, no, the example images actually came from the aviation or the um, airport commission. Thomas did have some other images that he provided, um, but I didn't include those. I just included the ones that the that the airport commission gravitated to. Yeah. I, I think we'll get some interesting applications. And so for this, um, I because a 300-foot long mural is huge, um, and I'm not sure how many local uh, or even Johnson County or Iowa artists would be qualified um, to do a project like this. <clears throat> I was going to reach out to the Iowa Department of Cultural Affairs to um, help spread the word about this. There are uh, a couple of paid opportunities. I'd like to avoid those if I can for spreading the word, but um, we'll really push that application out and then um, have a November 15th, 14th or 15th deadline. I think I put it right in here and forgot it already. Um, but mid-November, we want it out there for at least a month so people can consider and have time to respond to it and that sort of thing. This just makes me think of um, wondering if you could speak with like a peer in um, the city of uh, Cedar Rapids. Um, oh, yeah. I think they changed their name from Visual Arts Commission to something else very recently. Yes. Um, but if I know, you know they have a lot going on, and then I think there's a nonprofit that works with murals. But if they're like, hi, do you advertise? You know, where do you advertise? Because it does feel like they have. Um, um, their most recent, like the Rag Rye mural, is from an artist that's not based here in Iowa. But if they would have other advertising or yeah places or resources, yeah, good idea. And just to make sure. Are we okay reaching out that far? I know in the past we've talked about having, you know, serving really our local arts community. Um, my thought would be that we might perhaps give a local artist or encourage that a local artist be selected. However, um, we may be, we may, we may have a big choice to make with lots of applications, or, or not. Yeah, I think it seems smart to cast the net wide. Okay, good. Um, so uh, I guess I'd like to have a motion to approve the airport mural un unless there was any more discussion on it. Yeah, I really like the format of uh, getting a short list and then paying a stipend for concepts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All motion to approve the Iowa City Airport Mural Project request for qualifications. Second it. All in favor? Aye. Aye. So that was Dominic and Jeremy. <coughs> the next item is to discuss the matching grants. Yeah, and so um, I've started with the news release information that will go out on our website and will go out to the artist registry list and our usual um, information dissemination spots. 
Um, and I just wanted to make sure that I've touched on the things that we talked about, especially in budgeting. Um, <clears throat> and let's see, um, the second paragraph in there uh, mentions the new top end of our award, $3,500, um, which we determined in our uh, budget meeting last month or the month before, um, which hopefully this describes it. Um, these are matching grants, so the total project cost for receiving $3,500 would have to be $7,000. And similarly, our smallest grant could be $500 for uh, a grant project that costs at least $1,000. Um, and then the new um, time frame stipulation that they be completed somewhere in the calendar year 2023. Um, so this would be for the entire year. We wouldn't do more than one round. Um, we've got uh, a, a chunk of budget to uh, outlay for this. So um, we'll want to um, give a nice long period of time for folks to put these grant projects together. We've given them through December 15th to do that. So if we get started on promoting this in the next, I'd say two weeks then, um, uh, that hopefully will give folks enough time to put applications together. Um, <clears throat> then, uh, then the next thing, and just jump in if you have comments on any of this. Yeah. yeah. Are we able to extend the deadline for on that? Um, to pass December 15th? Yeah. Um, well, yes. And then, I, so my follow-up, or sort of, I guess not follow-up, but related question would be that um, would we be able to put in there then, you know, okay, if this is the due date, then we will select letting the uh, applicants know when we will be, you know, meeting to discuss that. Like, oh, mm -hmm. these decisions will be made in, you know, the February meeting. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, just to give them a little bit of a communication timeline and... Yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. Because then if it is one of those things where we would ultimately be looking at these in February, then maybe, you know, a January deadline could be. Is that what you had in mind, Jeremy? Or were you thinking, what if somebody was... I mean, that sounds good. I was wondering if someone might come up with a project closer to spring and would they be able to do it that summer? But I don't know if we're able to extend it that far. What we're trying to do is avoid more than one round of applications and just have one because it, it really is a fair amount of administrative work. And we've increased the pot this time. Um, so when we, when we did it in the past on kind of more like a quarterly basis, almost, yeah. I don't remember if it was that often, but for that reason, people weren't getting them done either. So okay. I think having it once a year asks them to plan ahead enough or else wait for the next year to apply. So, and I had a request to Wendy about, um, a lot of times these come in and, and I'm reading them as a member of this committee and I find out they're planning on doing something elaborate in one of our parks. <laughs> or <laughs> that's the first time I find out they want to paint a mural on the city council wall or something. So we're going to put something either in the application or in the wording that says if they plan to perform or um, adhere to, or you know, 
use a city facility or city parks grounds, they have to contact Wendy and she put it in touch with either myself or someone in public works or transit, depending on the location. It would really help make our lives smoother because oftentimes it's a great idea and then we find out they wanted, you know, for instance, perform it on the night of some other big special event that's already planned or those kind of things. Yeah. It, did, it struck me as kind of fast too for the only the only um, part of the year. Uh huh. And I don't know. Yeah, we can I certainly mean, move it out. Is that they do it next year. It mm -hmm. Seems like a January or you know mid to late January. That would give people like the holidays to kind of. Yeah, good thought. Getting something done by yeah. December fifteenth is right before the yeah. melee. Okay. Uh, it might work well to to go to mid to late January and then have us review them in February. Okay. Did that? I know in the past you've followed like if applicants had submitted incomplete or inaccurate applications, you had followed up with them mm -hmm. to clarify. Does that give you enough time? It should. Okay. Yeah. This is minor, but the greatest small city for the arts, not of the arts. Oh, thank you. Got to get that moniker. Is that, I right. thought it was just like a film scene marketing thing, but is that our new moniker? It, it was actually the Strength and Grow Evolve yeah. Um, yeah, tagline, I guess, which which was ideally mentioned for all of the arts in Iowa City, but sort of focused around the film scene and Engler as an epicenter kind of for, for doing that. And I think it's officially trademarked as well. Um, Do we want to use it? <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to care. I think it's sort of a nice thing, yeah. but just That's like, it's trademarked. We're all embracing it. Yeah. Do we get to put the little trademark symbol in? <laughs> I Googled, I Googled it. Did you? Greatest city for the arts, and it pops up like Iowa City. Like Google just answers you. Oh. <laughs> this is the greatest city. That's great. I hadn't planned on using the actual logo for it. Oh, I don't think they have. I was just curious. I don't, it was more of a joking thing. Okay. I, I, it seems like a very nice honor and something to, that's an official city document, so I don't see how anyone would say no. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it sort of boosted the, the level of the matching grants program up to that. <laughs> I wonder if using the phrase will start sort of trending again, like it was all over the place, and now it's like Wendy puts it out there. <laughs> well, if you have no objection, then we'll uh, continue to use it. Um, the, the next part of this, and again, jump in, is the rubric that we use to evaluate these. Remember when you filled in um, the, the table um, to add up the points that you were assigning to each of these applications, this was the guide for, um, for each of the sections that the artist was to you know, reply to. It's all the same as it was before, except um, the last uh, four categories. It would be on page 15 of the, of the packet. Um, we had talked about the, those four lines in our old budget that included um, functional art, unexpected art, participatory, and ephemeral art. And we 
we hadn't spent any money in those categories, which ultimately had come from a strategic planning document from 2019. Um, and I think it was Anita Jung who um, suggested that perhaps we um, favor projects that would have some of these qualities in them. So I added them to the rubric thinking that um, while the artist wouldn't have to respond to that uh, question of whether it's functional, unexpected, participatory, or ephemeral, we would be able to glean that from those applications. And um, if it was clear, then they would get, say, three points for it being functional or no, you know, or one point for it not being functional. Um, and same with the other categories. I kind of wanted to put that out to you to see if you thought that might help us um, check some of those boxes. I know I use that phrase too much, but um, for these four categories. So would this be sort of a bonus points, a kind of functioning that's, that way? That's why I w the way I was thinking of it. Okay. Everything else ties to an actual question in or a, a component in the application, but um, these would, it would be more subjective, I guess. Okay. I mean, that's how I had kind of just assuming, I guess, but just wanted to kind of confirm that. Mm-hmm. Any comments on those? My worry with these rubrics in general is just that it, like, we're unintentionally weighting some category over another or, you know, like, we're not given enough weight to some category that we care about. It's just, you know, only one of these, you know, 15 or whatever categories that we're assigning one, two, or three points to. Uh, good good question. So, for example, if it's a mural, it's probably not going to be functional. Yeah, it could be unexpected. I suppose if it's public, uh, public participation like the resource building mural was. Um, and that might not be a bad thing. I mean, it helps get us into yeah. some new categories and, and there may not be money. And there haven't been many in the past in those categories, so then yeah. you know, it's still default to some of the old standards. And in the description, um, it says, I think it says, oh yeah, here it is. Um, while all proposals will be considered, it should be noted that those that are functional, ephemeral, in unexpected places, or have a participatory element to them will be strong competitors. So you could have even a sculpture that was in an unexpected place and get points for that, I guess. I mean, I think it works point-wise. I don't remember, I mean, we've used it a couple times now, and I don't remember feeling like a disalignment with my feelings versus how the scores came out, you know? Yeah. It seemed like it was still, yeah, so I, I said, I think we should certainly try it and see. I mean, if it's still something where we don't get a lot of applications, then I think there's always, we could revisit or suddenly we have everybody, you know, everything is participatory or ephemeral. 
you know, then maybe we would want to reconsider or just kind of think about adjusting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the last page of the packet was um, a, a draft that Dominic had written, and sorry I didn't give you a heads up on this, Dominic. I don't know if you, if it really matters that or not, but um, we have uh, talked about a pos uh, policy that would address uh, people who have done projects before and maybe hadn't completed them or were coming back to the well for you know another project the next year that was essentially similar to that and um, I couldn't find and maybe I was wrong but I couldn't find in our documents whether in our meeting minutes or anything whether we actually had adopted this or if it was still a draft and if so I wanted to get that clarified so that um, so that we could more operationally deal with it, I guess. My general like immediate impression was that we had not adopted anything. I think there were clearly obviously previous conversations because Dominic <laughs> drafted this, right? Um, but I don't think we um, did anything with it. And I, I feel like a lot of that was just um, I drove of members for a while and things being really sort of lower numbers and things. Well, we also, the goal was to take it out of the rubric because it felt like we were giving points to whether or not they had done it before and it just wasn't working. Mm. And so just to have a sort of separate policy was what oh, yes. instigated Okay, it. that makes a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good a good move to push it out of the rubric into just like a document like this that we put out there. This is these are the things we consider. And I wonder if that needs to be publicized, <laughs> or if we just sort of have that in our back pocket for evaluation day. I feel like it should be like something attached to the application form or something so they can read it if they have. Our point with this was to make sure that people that have got funding actually finish their projects and <laughs> move forward with projects more than anything, if I remember right, um, yeah. and spread the money around a little bit, too. Okay. And I think there was, there was some concern that um, people were applying for funds before prior projects were completed. Um, and we didn't necessarily want to fund them, but there was no language we could point to in the application or rubric or anything that indicated they needed to respond to that. Mm. You know, like we were critiquing them for something we never asked them to respond to. So I think that's it was where this came from. Less as like categories to be evaluated, but like consider this because we're considering. Mm -hmm. I do like having the language available in a it's just a link in the application of why we have this policy. You should, you should probably read that. Like, so maybe like it's a, have you received funding before? If so, read this <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh huh. Okay. I like them both. I like it. I like the the rubric, the the actual policy, and everything. So I would, I'd move approval if we're ready for that. With with what we discussed on the 
the, um, the draft as far as adding that, extending the timeline and adding the details of um, the when city property yeah. Yeah. and the city property stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so I have a new year, but and I read this last night, um, but maybe maybe I can't quite remember my logic for this. But I have a note. Okay, and I'll just throw it out to the staff here. Um, it is on bullet point one of the if a previous uh, previously funded applicant is applying for the same or similar project, um, just where you have the IE applicant utilizes PAC funds to expand, revise, refine. All I know is I have a note that says something about complete multiple and distinct phases, and I'm not really sure if that's wording I would want in there, um, but if there's something to get at the idea that we could fund, it, one might have, if it's a longer term project, you know, maybe it could be funded, the same project could be funded twice for two different phases, or, um, or perhaps we just don't have that and that's just a non-issue anyway and it's over overthinking it because um, I don't think I don't think we've ever had anything quite like that come through um, yeah, I mean, the example that comes to mind is Jason's right. with the alley he, you know initially it was like I think we funded like the development of the lights or something or the software okay. to run the lights that he was working on, and then he did another that was the performance in the space, okay. which is okay. distinct. Um, right. But I don't know if we would want anything to, you know, get at that. And let me read. I'll just have to read this myself. It seems, and see it. Yeah. I mean, I like the way you worded it. it does it? So. Let's just think about um, the open air festival that PS1 applied for a couple of different years. Would this, how would this policy affect that or a project like um, well, the, the other one? I think um, the porch light readings may have been. In the chamber music, they always apply for performance. I think in. Um, no numbers that the second sub bullet point of the second bullet point that <laughs> how does the continued funding of uh, so if a previously funded applicant is applying for the same or similar project um, is it a forum in which new artists or new work is being created each year mm -hmm. so I think like open air would qualify for that because it's new they're presenting new, new work work and different I mean so even if it was the same artist every year in theory they're presenting different work um, but I think they try and switch it up. I'm not involved in that project, so I can't speak authoritatively. Um, it is essentially just like, if there's any change. To me, that bullet point addresses that. But. Okay. Seems to me like during this earlier discussion, that was actually part of the point, though, was to give us an out so that we weren't always funding very same things year after year if there were newer mm -hmm. options that um, and also to address, once again, ones that had, we had several that asked for money several years in a row and didn't always finish their projects. So this also addresses that if they have a good track record and it's changing and it's um, fresh. fresh each year, I don't think this would prohibit us from funding it, but it would give us a chance to at least evaluate that, that yeah. if it's the same concert in the park each year, that's not the same. 
or it's too much of the same. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm, I think I'm hearing that we like this and we'd like to use this as is. Unless, Andrea, your concern was not addressed. Well, no, it was more of just trying to be um, as complete and specific as possible. Okay. So it wasn't really a concern, but just um, needed to think that through a little bit. So thanks for the group thinking on that. <laughs> so you feel like it's, the way it's worded is sufficient? I kind of would like us to maybe put in there somewhere where it is um, just something about completing multiple and distinct phases. Again, it, I think it's only come up with, with Snell's project, but what if something, what if another project would come up? Um, uh, this would be uh, bullet point two, sub bullet point one, perhaps. Or just add a bullet point. Well, or could it just be that the sentence could be, does the proposed project build upon previously funded projects in a meaningful but distinct okay. way or provide a second phase? Okay, yeah. I certainly don't think it needs to be anything more than added to what's already there, you know. Yeah. We'd even just add the, does the proposed project build upon previously funded projects or phases in meaningful okay. but yeah. distinct ways? Yeah, better ways. Because they would like to have an option or just acknowledge that sometimes there are projects with, that we have funded and they've had different phases. Mm -hmm. um, and that that is an option, potentially. Okay, great. I'll make that change. So Julie, motion to approve it. All of these two documents with the changes discussed. Can get a second? Seconds. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Now we're on to staff updates. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, that's right. I brought um, some slides to show you of the Longfellow Tunnel. Is it showing up at all on your screens up here? Okay. Um, so these are the kids after they did their artwork there. They had a beautiful day for doing it. Did it change the image? Okay. This is one end of it. And this, you can see on the left side, S-E-J-H, uh, eighth grade. That notation alone has helped um, stem the tagging that used to happen because people go, oh, eighth graders, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> There, there were a number of other ones. The, no, this isn't the best it's one. But so different than what we saw. Is yeah. It, is it close to what? Yeah, it, it actually it is. Let's okay. see. It's not too bad. So this kid here is holding the style of uh, yeah. the art, and so and this gal over here on the left. This is Willow on the left, and Archie uh, down in the center. And that what they ended up doing was kind of combining this Archie style on Willow's sort of flowing uh, fields background. And while we were doing it, people came through and said, oh my God, I love this, it's so cool. 
it was really fun to kind of be there and see people's reaction to it. So I'm really loving the kind of grumpy flower and maybe the flower that is questioning or giving the side eye to something. <laughs> I'm into those flowers. I love them. <laughs> yeah, there and on the other end of the tunnel, so on the Longfellow side, there's this sweet little, mm. a sweet little um, phrase that said, "Love your parents" or something. Just, <laughs> just oh, just makes your heart, make my heart, you know, sing. And I didn't have the photo of it here, but <laughs> yeah, the flower with the mustache. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very bright color palette. Yeah. This one, I feel like this captures uh, my own personal mood this week. Uh, so I'm like, yes, this flower. They're not all totally happy looking. Uh, uh, anyway, and those, what are they, Band-Aids? Or are those red crosses? I'm not quite sure. Uh, anyway, it really is delightful, and there's a lot to look at. So, um, And again, thanks to Parks and Rec for helping get the porta potty and loan us the van. I had to drive all those eighth graders in a 15 passenger van. <laughs> you were personally driving it? I was. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. When they were a brave soul. A they, brave soul. <laughs> they didn't get it when I said, enter at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, Longfellow Tunnel Project. Um, I wish I could say that Blackhawk Mini park project was complete, but Dawson is up to his neck in all kinds of things. You may have read the article about him in the paper a month ago or so. Um, and I'm, I'm just kind of worried it's going to be hard to wrap this one up, but perhaps we can get it manufactured over the winter um, and installed in the spring. Um, yeah, this, what's left on his plate? I thought he like designed something and then it's just going to get produced. Yeah. Company. Yep. Um, but we tied part two of the project that we had increased the budget by $1,804 or whatever um, to uh, his providing that um, the, the text actually that goes with about the park and the, and the man himself. And that's what I'm waiting on. I haven't heard back from him after a couple tries. Um, the South District Bus Stop Bench Project update, we actually have had now a couple of applications. I just need to get with the um, leadership over there, Eleanor um, Levin, um, about making a choice on picking one of the apps they have or changing direction and just going with a fully established artist to um, do a bench over there. I have a question. Yeah. So um, I had encouraged someone to apply for the um, mentor position, yep. which they did. But then I also um, am in contact with a group that has been building benches. Oh, um, really? So I was wondering if there's an opportunity for like the artists to apply separately, or if it's there will be. The, okay. Yeah, they wanted to get the um, to get the artist mentor selected first because they want that person involved in the selection of the artist okay. um, to do the benches too so and they really are hoping to have this mentor mentee relationship set up so if they're established bench builders that um, that group is I don't know if they'd fit what the South District is looking for or not but um, I mean they have they know how to build benches so yeah I mean, okay yeah for sure um, and the last thing I was going to uh, report on was Simple Flight. 
that was the um, the bobber with the dragonfly on it. Um, went up to Cedar Rapids with David Dennis um, about three weeks ago to the uh, powder coating place, which is really cool, um, and chose the colors. And the project should be done and be able to be reinstalled um, within a couple of weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll just contact Tyler and organize getting the um, skid steer to help lift it back on and stuff. So that'll be fun. I'll have pictures of that next time, hopefully. So I was going to say, I saw the, the pictures and finished videos that got put up. Uh, I might have been late to the party of the sculpture showcase. Oh, but yeah. Those were really nice. Did you see and, the, yeah. did you get to them from the link in the minutes? No, it came up on my uh, social media feed. Oh, that's even better. Okay, good. Excellent. Thank you for that. And that's all I had. Ron's, Ron's not here. Motion to adjourn. Thanks. Second. All right. Thanks, everybody.